Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Addiction Treatments That Work. I'm your host, Kenneth Anderson, and tonight our guest will be Carissa Cornwell from Dancefe. But before we start the show, I'm going to do a little blurb for our website and our book. Our website is hamsnetwork.org. We are a free of free of charge lay led support group for people who want to make any positive change in their drinking habits from safer drinking to reduce drinking to quitting altogether. And our book is called How to Change Your Drinking, A Harm Reduction Guide to Alcohol. It's available from Amazon. And for more information, you can go to our website to hamsnetwork.org slash book. And our guest tonight is Carissa Cornwell, who is from Dance Safe. I'm going to let her give me her credentials. She's here right now. Carissa, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm good. So what's your position with Dance Safe? Um, my position with Dancefe is I'm the national outreach director, so I uh, coordinate all the outreach and anybody that wants to get involved with Dancefe. Um, I put them all together and get everybody talking. Okay, tell us what is Dancefe? What does it do? Dancefe is um, we are a harm reduction organization. Um, we utilize the popular education with peer-to-peer outreach, um, and we base our outreach around the electronic music community. So that's raves, basically. Yep, yep. Electronic music. We, you know, we do some some band music as well, but. Um, and this last summer, just going to all the festivals, the music festivals, the multi-day campouts and stuff like that, we go there, we set up a booth um, and give people information. And do you do t- pill testing? We do offer that if, um, if you know, everybody is on the same page about it. Okay, so sometimes you offer pill testing at the raves. Um, how about from your website? Um do you offer information about pill testing on your website? Yes, we do. And we do also have testing kits that you can get for purchase on our website. And why, why do people need to test their pills? Well, there's a, um, there's a huge amount of things that are sold as MDMA that actually contain no MDMA. So MDMA, that's ecstasy, right? Correct. And do some of them have harmful substances in them? Definitely. It's definitely important to know what you're going to put into your body. Um, And so by providing pill testing, you know, if if they come to me and I test a substance for them and they find out that it's not MDMA, they have the choice to not take it or to take it knowing what it is. Um, And I think that that's really important. Well, I think it is. I heard that there's a lot of uh, contaminants in uh, drugs uh, out there on the street today. There was you were before the show started. We were talking a little bit about uh, cocaine, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. The cocaine, yeah, we they found that eighty percent of all the cocaine that was coming into the United States contained lamisol, and lamisol is a it's a cattle dewormer. Um, it breaks down your immune system. It can make you pretty sick. Um, and so, you know, just bringing awareness out there and letting people know that this is a possibility, um, you know, that's 
that's important for for people to know. How long has DanceSafe been in existence? DanceSafe was started in 1999 um, in in Oakland, California, by a guy named Emmanuel. And why did he feel the need to start this? Well, he saw that there was a need, you know, within the community um, for information, you know, and for pill testing, specifically, you know, the information, you know, so many people have never been given accurate and factual information on drugs. And so he found a need to go out to the community and and do outreach and educate people. So you mentioned one of the dangers of people uh, in the dance community, the rave community, is not getting what they think they're buying. They're trying. They think they're buying ecstasy, and they're getting something else. But uh, what are some of the other dangers associated with uh, using drugs in the dance community? Well, um, some of the things that are being sold um, as ecstasy are um, this group of drugs called cathinones. Um, that's been pretty pretty common over the course of the summer um, that a lot of these cathinones are being sold as ecstasy, um, and they're not. They're they're they have um, they're vasoconstrictors, and so they make your circulation slow down, um, and that can be bad for a number of reasons. When people use ecstasy, is there a problem sometimes with dehydration, and is there a problem with mixing it with alcohol? Oh, definitely. There's definitely dehydration anytime you're, you know, in a, a hot environment. And if you're dancing, um, it's very, very important to stay hydrated. And what about mixing ecstasy with alcohol? Is that Are there any problems with that? Well, you know, it's always good to stick with one thing um, if you are a drug user um, and anytime you add another thing onto it then you're com- you know there's that many more risks that could happen um, yeah we know alcohol dehydrates people so that's probably not good to drink a large amount of alcohol you know if you're already getting dehydrated right. you want to make sure that you get enough water there to stay hydrated you said you right. were uh, mm-hmm. You said you were doing festivals uh, before we started the show. Tell me about the festivals that you were doing this summer. The festivals, um, they were usually outdoor festivals, um, multiple days, so three days long. A lot of them were camping, and so you're camping there. Um, And, you know, you have... I would go there and I'd set up my booth. I would have my information station on one side and then my hydration station on the other side. And, you know, in the summertime, I would give out, you know, I don't even know, hundreds of gallons of water daily to people, just people, you know, that are thirsty because being outside in the summer, um, definitely important to make sure that they stay hydrated and they all stay safe. So tell us a little bit about information that's available on your website. What kind of information do you have? Um, We have information on, we have all different drug cards. We have 16 total. Um, We also have the pill testing kits that you can purchase. Um, We offer three different kits, the Mechie, the Marquis, and the Simons. 
Um, and each one of those kits tests for a range of different chemicals so that you can uh, narrow down what sort of might be getting. Um, we also have earplugs because it's important to protect your hearing, um, especially if you're at these festivals and it's loud. Um, damaging your hearing is something, you know, a safety issue. Um, we also have water bottles. We have aluminum water bottles to make sure you stay hydrated, stuff like that. Uh, what are the differences? You said there are three different testing kits. What are some of the differences between the kits? Between the kits? Yes. Well, each kit, it tests for a different range of substances. Um, and so, you know, anywhere from, you know, your 2CT7 to your cathinones to DXM. Um, and each kit does a separate, does it sub, does a different group of drugs. And that way you can narrow it down um, by using the kits. Are you structured with just one centralized organization or do you have different chapters? We do have different chapters. Um, and the, the we have chapters in Seattle, chapters in Portland, Detroit, Wisconsin. Um, we also have Denver. And what can people do if they want to get involved with your organization? Um, they can volunteer. They can. I do Skype training sessions online um, where um, you can log in and schedule a training session with me. And I can do 10 people, up to 10 people at one time. Um, and so there, you know, I'll do several training sessions with you. And then you can decide, you know, if, if some, you know, you want to create your own Dance Safe chapter. And, um I can help you with that and uh, go from there. Okay. Um, has DanceSafe is uh, DanceSafe involved in any of the harm reduction conferences? Have you done presentations in the past? Yep, we were at the harm reduction conference last uh, last year. We'll be at the DPA conference coming up here in November in LA. Um, I'm going to be doing a presentation on a nightlife panel um, in L.A. in November. Could you say that again, what, what, what you're presenting on? Oh, um, I was going to present on my summer and all the different experiences I had while going on tour and traveling um, place to place. Um, and But I'm on the, on the nightlife panel so okay. I think there will be some sort of a discussion. Well, do you want to share some of those experiences with us that you had going from place to place? Um, it's a lot of work, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, but it's definitely rewarding. There's definitely the need for the information out there. Um, and at a a big festival where there's you know several thousand people, I can get I can reach a lot of people at the same time. Are there any particular experiences you've had working for DanceSafe that you would like to share with our audience? Um, I don't know if I can narrow it down. Um, I did have um, 
this last summer was just very, very eye-opening. Um, How so? I, there's, like, I, I can't even think of a single. Um, well, and, you know, just being out there and doing testing out at these festivals and finding out that there's a very low percentage of stuff that is actually ecstasy that's being, you know, there's all this stuff being sold as ecstasy and a very small amount of it actually is MDMA. So do you have, uh, what kind of advice do you have for people who want to stay safe and reduce the harm in their lives, you know, connected with with uh, raves or with uh, dancing and drug use? I would definitely say, you know, if they are going to take drugs, that they they should definitely get themselves a testing kit. Um, that way you narrow down a whole bunch of problems. Um, and, you know, to be educated, to educate themselves about it. It's, you know, it's kind of, you know, I feel that their responsibility, you know, you should definitely try to reduce your, your harm and, you know, educate yourself. Um, as much as you can. Uh, do you also get involved at all with any safe sex education or condom distribution or anything like that? Yep, yep, we definitely do. We we hand out condoms and we do have some literature on safe sex. I know I work with a local needle exchange here in Madison, and we kind of swap literature. And I, you know, I hand out their literature and they hand out mine because um, we have different different. Uh, people that we've beat. Okay, tell tell me a little bit more about that relationship with your needle exchange in uh, Madison. Um the uh the guy that does the needle exchange, he has been doing it. He started in 1999, I believe, and that's the same year that I started dancing. And so, he's actually a really good friend of mine. Um we he's still doing that and I'm still doing dance and so we've we give presentations together at the university. We've done health fairs together. We always kind of let each other know when there's public events um, and stuff related to drug use or health or safety. Um, so that's really it's really been nice having a partner in the community because um, sometimes it is difficult, um, you know, when you're going and talking about drugs and we're not abstinence based. Mm-hmm. So you've talked at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Have you done that? Yes, I've given presentations um, to an addiction drug and drug education class um, every year for quite a few years now. And how was that? How was that received? Good. All the usually the students are really interested um, because you know a lot of them have tried drugs, and a lot of them would like more information, definitely. Um, and I think it, you know, creates them, you know, to think about educating each other and themselves. And how uh, did the uh, administration and the faculty and all at the university receive this? They thought it was a good idea? Yeah, definitely. The professor has asked us to come back um every year, so we must be doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) How about your relations with the community at large? Uh, Do do any people have any difficulties with what your organization is doing? Oh, I'm sure the 
that there are some people somewhere. Um, the most common thing I hear is people say, you know, we're promoting drug use, and that's not it at all. Um, I think that, you know, our literature is a little bit flashy, and it kind of it tries to portray whatever drug the card might be. But I, you know, I always think if, you know, you're trying to get information to people, if they never if they never pick up the flyer and read it, then you're never you're not doing your job. They're not getting the information that you're trying to get to them. And so because my flyers are a little bit flashy, um, they portray the drug, um, but they're also, you know, the kids, you know, they like to collect them all. And so they've got the card and, the, you know, they have the information. Well, you know, not having knowledge is power. Not having the information is always dangerous because... You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Are there are there safer ways to take ecstasy and less safe ways to take ecstasy? Well, you know, I would say make sure you stay hydrated. Uh, make sure you're taking ecstasy if that's what you're planning on taking. Um, and the only way to really know that is to use a testing kit. Um, and, you know, yeah, staying cool. Because definitely sometimes it gets very hot inside venues um, with everybody dancing. And so, what are some what are some of the plans for the future? Do you see going on for you or for Dance Safe? What do you think is going to happen? Well, um, I you know I we've been around for quite a while, so we're not going anywhere, um, and. You know, I'm. We're going to go speak in November, and then I, hopefully next summer I'll be able to go on tour from festival to festival again. Um, hopefully, I can get some good volunteers again to help. Um, we would like to expand more chapters. We'd always love to have more people helping, whatever they can do. You know, in their own communities. Have you seen a lot of growth since you started uh, in 1999? Well, we, you know, from the early 2000s, from 2000 to 2005, were kind of like the big boom of raves. And so at one point we had 20-some chapters around the United States. Um, And we were, you know, we were definitely a lot bigger than we are currently. But, you know, with the Rave Act, there was a bunch of, a bunch of issues like within the community, finding venues, and people got really scared to have dance safe for a while there. Um, but I definitely see it, it, you know, we're becoming more and more popular um, nowadays again. You mentioned nowadays. the Rave Act. What is the Rave Act? Oh, it was a law that they they passed. Um, they kind of, you know, said that, you know, they were regulating um different venues, you know, in hours that they could be open and if, you know, they weren't serving alcohol and, you know, if there's any drugs there, they were going to charge um, the people that threw the event or the artists. So there was a bunch of different bad things where people definitely got scared and people didn't want to throw events and they couldn't find venues if they did want to throw events. Um, and so there was kind of a lull for a while. Is this a federal law? What was that? Is this a federal law? Yes. So did that 
did that drive a lot of this underground? Or? Yeah, I would say a little bit, but more so it was just like everybody was so scared. You know, they didn't want to, nobody wanted to get in trouble um, under the Rave Act. And so now, though, I think that the electronic music community has almost, you know, went more mainstream. It's, been, it's more mainstream now than it ever has been. Um, and with that, you know, the shows that people are wanting to do are selling out big coliseums like, you know, the EDC, which was in the Coliseum in L.A., and they did it in um, Las Vegas, um, where there's, you know, just a ridiculous amount of people in attendance. Well, when there's such so many people in attendance, um, you, how can you stop some people from bringing drugs in with them? Oh, what was that? When there's so many people in attendance, how can you stop some people from bringing drugs in with them? Right, right. And so at this point nowadays, it's like, you know, they have to have these big venues and they have to, you know, the promoters are having to, um, you know, have have these shows that have, you know, a ridiculous amount of attendance. Um, and so we're so mainstream that they can't get rid of us now. <laughs> <laughs> so the raves are mainstream and uh, is DanceSafe uh, making, you know, are, are you getting reestablished again? Because you, you said you had a bit of a lull there. Yeah, I think definitely reestablishing. Um, I have three new chapters that have just started the, within the last year, um, which is really exciting. Um, and with the chapters, you know, then they can do the outreach in their own communities, and then everybody, you know, starts getting on the same page and learning more. Um, and I definitely think that we're we're coming back. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, I think we're going to close down pretty soon. What What would okay. you like to leave our audience with to finish up with? I would say, I would say, test your test your ecstasy before you take it. It's it can save your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and your website is? It's dancesafe.org. And do the chapters have different their own websites, any of them? They don't. Um, they currently don't. So they're the, but I know the, through Facebook, if you look through Facebook, we have different um, chapters. Each chapter has their own Facebook group or page. Oh, okay, they have their own Facebook page. And all the chapters are listed on the main website for Dance Safe? Um, I, I believe so, yes. Okay, and you guys take donations? We definitely do. We're a nonprofit. So if you want to get involved with pill testing, with supporting this work to keep people safe, you know, you can go to dancesafe.org. You can make a donation. You can be a volunteer. You can start a chapter. And thank you very much, Carissa, for being our guest this evening. Thank you for having me. Okay, and we'll all see you next week when our guests will be uh, Lance Dotis, who is the author of The Heart of Addiction, and our second guest will be Paula DeSanto, who runs Minnesota Alternatives, which is a non-12-step treatment program in Minnesota, and thank you, everyone, and good night. <laughs>